I am The Animist, and you're watching the Video & Company Podcast, a podcast where we talk about running a video production business. Today we have Chris Ponder, who is a camera operator and producer. He's worked all over the East Coast, and the man travels a lot. He has a lot of experience with doc television style, whether that's sports or music documentaries. He'll explain further in the show. We talk about the differences between freelancing and full-time, as well as the benefits of owning your own gear. So, here's Chris Ponder. Before we got here, you know, it took time in Baltimore. We moved up there. I moved up there. I'd almost quit doing video work because I was in Asheville, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And there, it's like people in Asheville don't want to pay for video. They, I don't think they still want to pay for video. I don't hear a lot about it. Rewind to 2011 when I'm like out of college and have a little video camera. No one wants to pay for video. And I think part of, they still don't. And part of like what it, the whole thing is just like selling that value that you talked about, being able to show them the value and why they should have it. Mm-hmm. So was in TV in Asheville, worked at the only TV station just as a camera operator, production assistant, doing audio boards, graphics, editing, and uh, went to Baltimore and started, I got a job. I'd never shot, I had shot like a couple of very low division college soccer games before I moved up there. Just saw this, saw this job opening with the Wizards and the, uh, the, NHL team, the Capitals, um, just applied. Like, camera operators for NBA and NHL team. Okay. Didn't think I would ever get it. Um, But they called me, like, two weeks later and was like, hey, you know, we're filling these positions for the 2014-2015 season. Do you want to come and do it? Um, you're You're in North Carolina. Like, would you move up here? Like, yeah. I'll be there, like, tomorrow. Um, So from there, we kind of, you know, I I met a buddy, like, the first weekend I was there, I met a guy who probably ended up becoming my best friend in Baltimore. He was a video producer, a really talented, like, producer, editor. Um, He worked for a small branding agency, and we were just shooting GH5, GH4s. Did a lot of, like, pharma work and and corporate brands. Now, was this, like, separate from the game stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it kind of, like, it was nice because I had these games, you know, where I was going and shooting these games and getting a lot of experience. I love sports. I wanted to play sports, wanted to be involved in sports production. Um, But I quickly realized when you're shooting games for broadcast, like, there's there's no creativity whatsoever. Yeah. Like, it's fun, but you have a director in your in your ear yelling at you, like, but I loved it. It was a lot of fun, and um, so we started doing this branding stuff, and, you know, on a freelance basis, that was probably, like, 2015, 2016 summer hits, and uh, I'm, like, no sports are going on, still, like, trying to make, build this network in Baltimore, and, um, applied for a job on Staff Me Up. Someone told me about Staff Me Up. I don't even remember who it was. Yeah, I've heard you mention it. But uh, I applied for a job on there as a um, camera op for this show. They didn't say what kind of show it was. It was just like, there's a reality doc show coming to DC 
on a historic rock club in DC. Like, I love rock music, okay, I'll apply. And uh, I think I applied for like the assistant camera job. Mm-hmm. Um, production manager calls me up and is like, hey, you applied for this assistant camera job, but did you not know, like, we're also hiring camera operators, did you not see that ad? Because you seem like you would be fit to run camera for us. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't see that one. I definitely want to run camera. Um, they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm just the production manager. Your resume looks great. You know, you got a reel. It looks good. Um, I'll put you in touch with the DP and director. And so have a meeting with the DP who was younger than I was at the time. Um, and he's like, yeah, we're probably going to shoot him on FS7s. Not quite sure yet, yeah. but that camera at that time had, it was new. It had been out. I don't know when it came out, like 2014, maybe. It's weird for a show to pick up um, something brand new. Yeah. So, but they were pouring a lot of money into it. Um, yeah. turn, it turns out it was a PBS show on the 930 Club. And, uh, you know, it is a historic rock club in, in D.C. And um, so we ended up shooting on FS7s. And we shot, like, Leon Bridges. And we were shooting oh, big. Wow. We were shooting big acts. Like, every, every like, North American tour... That was going on at that time, 2015 to 2016. Came to that venue? Came to that venue. I mean, that was the rock venue in uh, DC. I mean, like, Scott, yeah, Dave Grohl, like, kind of, like, helped found it. You know, he grew up in DC and started that whole punk rock scene in, like, the early 80s, I guess, late 80s. I don't really know. We shoot that show from, like, October until maybe, like, April. And then we're done with it. And uh, the FS7s that we used just went into storage. And I probably get a call, like, I, I, I stayed working with that DP a lot. We, we worked from, like, I mean, I worked with him until I left Baltimore in 2018. And uh, um, I get a call probably, like, so that was 2016 in April when it ended. Probably like 2017, early, early 2017, I think. Um, I got a call from the like executive producer. I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, they had asked me to shoot some stuff for them too, so I stayed in touch with them and and had shot some stuff for them. And they were like, but it was never on the FS7 that we were working. And so they hit me up and they're like, "So we got this uh, FS7, we're gonna buy it potentially. Like, are you in the market?" I'm like, yeah. Um, were, were they giving it like market value or like did you happen to get it like cheap because I remember when it came out like shoot I mean two years ago it was still like above like 12000 I think um, no I got a pretty good deal on it I think I paid like had 120 hours or something and I paid like six grand for it oh man um, in 2017 that's nuts it didn't really change too much for me in Baltimore um, and DC because there's so m- there were so many people in, in Baltimore or not Baltimore really but in DC that had FS7s yeah um, even then you know like they were everywhere up there and that was it was either a, like a C300 all docks and like corporate work most work 
like was getting shot i feel like on the fs7 or the c300 yeah i mean producers even because like i remember when i was on um those like contract apps where like you would basically get notifications for contracts and you would bid on or whatever like all corporate work all producers were like c300 or like fs7 yeah. but like they were they didn't even know what it was yeah they just know it's like we want that don't care and well, i was like i got the c100 they're like it's got to have a three. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. Which the C100 was incredible. Love like that camera. Barely a difference. Love that camera. Um, but so, yeah, I think it didn't help me too much. It helped me get a job. I will say I got my last little bit up there. I got a contract job, um, which was crazy because I had never really, well, I got the TV show, but that didn't, I don't even know if I signed like a contract. Maybe I did. Um, but you were on like a payroll or was it just like yeah i was just on a payroll like I don't one even, big I, check maybe i signed like i signed like an nda you know and yeah. so like i probably did some sign some kind of contract uh but not like this this show where i was like i was like another a producer shooter which was crazy because that was a step up for me and i was working with an, an nba player but because i had that camera mm. excuse me um they were just like oh you have this camera sweet like that's what we want like, and and it's yours you don't have to worry about renting it you have a package you know like a lens package and some lights like all right like then your reel looks great you're hired um so that that was good uh for me because that was the project didn't you know well, it was just again okay but i learned a lot um made good money uh, now is that nba show that's not the acc thing you've been working no, on no that okay. so that was an that was for the uninterrupted um and it was just like kind of like a sp spending a season with an NBA player, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even remember the name of the show now. It was like a, it was, and it was all digital. Mm -hmm. It was all digital content, quick, like. You mean like five, mobile? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, YouTube. Yeah. So like uninterrupted has, they're now like have shows on HBO, but before this, it was all just a YouTube channel. Um, and so, yeah. That was that was fun, but that 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 having the FS7 was huge for me in that um, because I just I didn't have to ever you know the way an NBA player's schedule works like mm -hmm. and the way this show worked was pretty much like if you get a call you have to go so they put me on a retainer and basically I didn't really ha it was an almost enough for me not to accept any more work like throughout the month. Yeah. And so it was just like, because you have to be ready. You never know when this dude's going to call you. and be like, hey, Chris, come down here and film something with me. You mm -hmm. know, like, so having a camera, your own camera was pretty, was pretty crucial. Absolutely. Um, but now once it, once it got heat, once I moved down here, um, that was, it, it's been, it's been really good for me to have a camera down for, here. For renting? Um, for or, renting. Or for shooting also. For shooting. Uh, you know, I think when I, when I bought the camera, we had always like maybe had a plan of like we may move like somewhere. And was this when you were in Baltimore? Yeah, okay. yeah. When I was in Baltimore, it was like we may move somewhere. Like, and that was one of the like selling points to my wife was like, here's a good deal. This camera is like the number one rented camera in the world. Still is. Um, it, I know it's crazy. I got down here and, and I just kind of needed. I was like, look, we're going to this new place. I don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. I have a reel, but Charlotte's like full of talented people. And you showed me the reel at the time. I was like, 
this is better than my stuff, dude. <laughs> well, appreciate that, but it's like I've, a lot of it. I mean, I mean, we're shooters, and I've, we have this conversation at work a lot. It's like shooters are a dime a dozen. I think like everybody wants to be one. Um, not everybody, but a lot of people. Like yeah, and you know, it's it's fun. Like we get to do cool stuff. Like at the end of the day, like we work hard, and it's not easy. And um, but so I was moving down here, and I was like, man, I don't have this network. I like keep my eye on the Charlotte market from Baltimore and like I see like companies and people doing like awesome stuff. I'm like, well, if I have a camera, then maybe I can at least like, that can, that's an extra selling point. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can just offer myself as an owner operator. Um, and it worked out. I definitely like, I got gigs, you know, I got some gigs and they weren't all, they weren't probably maybe like one or two was local or it was more like, Oh, Huffington Post came into town for a day, two days to shoot something and they needed an owner operator, you know, so because I was an owner operator, like I got that gig, I think. I mean, not only because I was an owner operator, but that helped because they didn't have to pay rentals. And obviously like your resume and your reel kept getting you these other like full-time, part-time jobs and these gigs all along the way. And it's like, you know, I know me in the past, even with, you know, not not a camera not like you know a real camera package but like a good looking reel and a good resume still wasn't enough for me to get like a lot of jobs i've applied to so many jobs and i never i've never gotten i've gotten one media production job and it was kind of like not really real because it was like you know Mm in-house for a small small company yeah but yeah so i wouldn't i wouldn't choke it up to the camera for sure yeah it does help though it does help and uh i mean now that i'm full-time like the camera was rented out. It's rented out. I mean, it was rented out on almost a whole run of a show, you know, like yeah. from- Are you using ShareGrid or are you doing it privately? It's privately. I, I started a ShareGrid and then like, side note about me, I'm terrible with technology. Like, okay. And like, weird. that's why, weird. weird. I, you hand me a camera. You have I the will, most dense and, menu system camera and you I can will, find. And I will figure it out. But you give me like my phone or a computer or a fax machine or like a copier, like no, I don't, I don't even like know, know where to begin. Like I think I had to like put a picture of the of the gear online, and I was like, oh, screw that. I, do I want to take my phone out and take a picture right now, <laughs> right now yeah. of my camera? Well, or my sure camera might have been gone or commission. something, huh? I think there's commission too, which is like sometimes that just kind of cannibalizes the whole thing. Yeah, right. And so yeah, I mean, I've definitely looked into it. Um, and I, I created an account, I think, but I probably forgot the password. Mm-hmm. Um, well, could you explain the process a little bit? Because I'm interested in selling or in renting this out, um, like getting like its own like Pelican case where it's just for mm-hmm. renting it out kind of thing. Like, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to take from people? This might be helpful to like some other people that want to leave ShareGrid. What I do. No offense. Um, uh, what I do is just. Hey, it's been really, it's been e- not easy for me, but um, I just, the, connect, the relationships I had are, are with like producers or producer shooters and um, they've needed it. And so I haven't even had to like market, market it yeah. at all. And it's not random people. Um, like and it's not, kind it's of not normal. random, you okay. know, somebody like, somebody hit up charlotte film rentals you know the only i think the only random call i've got was like a couple weeks back somebody was like hey uh do you have an fs7 
and probably from like getting tagged on Facebook they were like no but this person does and so I just got a message from somebody in Charlotte was like hey you have an FS7 blah 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 Um, so I don't really market it but um, you know on that Charlotte Film Pros group you know a lot of times uh, people will post like hey I need an FS7 or they're not a lot but I've seen posts Mm -hmm. yeah and so what I usually do is just I'll go into lens rentals and okay what does lens rentals charge for a black magic you know ursa um for two days mm-hmm. okay so this is what they charge i don't know what it is but i mean with the fs7 same like i'll just type in how many days do you need it for you know i got four cards two batteries that get you through the whole day um i'll just put a package together on lens journals and then you know like so you're renting out lenses too no, oh, okay. No, just what's ju- the mount on that? It's a so I have a Metabones EF. It's a Sony okay. E mount. Okay. A mount. E mount. Uh, but it's I got an EF adapter on it, so it's so it's got a Canon EF adapter, Metabones. Um, and yeah, I'll just like, hey, this is what Lens Journals does. Um, this is what I'll do. You know, I'm I'm gonna match Lens Journals, not make you pay shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Well, so do you think um, you having those, the jobs with like the Wizards and the Capitals in Baltimore, like helped push you into having a network quicker so that when you came down to Charlotte, you were pretty much freelance, right? When I got to Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah. So so like you, you kind of like didn't have that like network enhancer, such as like a full-time job to like, or even being in that community. So like, did you feel like it was a different process for you to like build that network or to like get the work? Yeah, d- definitely. Um, Cause I was freelance, you know, I was just freelance with the Wizards and the Capitals. Now granted they called it like a part-time position. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still just freelance and I was just freelancing other places. But once you got in that building, I mean, they're a professional sports organization and like the people that were on that, they had a huge video. I mean, there was three teams when I first started that they had to produce video content for. And so there were like, there was like a production team of probably, I don't know, like 30 people. Wow. um, Between editors, shooters, producers, like, you know, executive producers and like, you know, coordinating producers and all that. And and so those people had been in DC, you know, they were connected and some of them had been there producing stuff for a long time. And so like, from there, it, it led me to almost everywhere else. You mm-hmm. know, from there I went to discover. I got a connection with Discovery, and then like my Discovery Channel, uh, Discovery Communications, which okay. is Discovery Channel. Okay. Um, Discovery Communications was like r- right in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is just right outside of DC, and um, they've since gone. But anyway, yeah, like now, you know, and then I, ha- I met my the guy who was in Baltimore and who also like kind of like helped me he was he played volleyball and intramural volleyball beach volleyball in baltimore like i the first sunday i was there we went and and played volleyball and he was on my wife's team and he was like you do video like yeah and so he was pretty connected and like in baltimore i just had to like these opportunities were there once you get the opportunities like that's where it really starts you know like you work your butt off to get somewhere and then once you get it like you have to work even harder 
yeah to keep it Just and so keep up yeah to keep up and so we had this, I just had a great little like network and like I'd carved out this little niche of like, I was getting to do my sports fix. And like, I went from broadcast shooting into like shooting features and like just artsy stuff with long lenses during the games, mm -hmm. you know, like, which I love doing. I, you know, I don't have a director in my ear. I just take a camera out, put it down on a low boy or on my shoulder and just like shoot art and color of sporting events is like a blast to me. So I was doing that and then I had this other like corporate branding type thing and network slowly getting into, you know, commercials, which would was like, a, feel like a good next step. Um, and then we moved. And so when we got down here, I didn't have like a pro sports team um, to go into, you know, the Hornets are here, the Panthers are here and and Raycom is here. Raycom's like a direct pipeline to ESPN if you want to do that. Um, and there's a, been a lot of talent go through the doors of Raycom and uh, and they've like turned out a lot of talent. Yeah. Um, talented yeah. producers, shooters, editors, you know. Raycom's um, kind of like that common denominator across like a lot of the people that are like, I would say not like pioneers or titans within the industry in Charlotte, just like it's like if you, are doing this seriously for a living like you everybody kind of knows yeah the people that are coming in and out of yeah there. and i think it i mean they put acc sports on tv jefferson pilot raycom so like they they've been here forever mm -hmm. i mean for not ever but for like 40 years i think 30 40 years um and so it was easier in baltimore um here i think it was just harder because the demand's a little lower. Demand's lower. Um, would lot. you say the saturation's about the same though? It's saturated up there. Yeah. I would say. And also you got people that like, you know, if there's work in DC, people from New York can come and take it. Yeah. Like whether, whether we're here, it's like, no one's coming from Atlanta to take our work necessarily. It's the other way around maybe, but. It's the other way around. It's also people from <clears throat> LA coming in. True. Um, yeah. A lot of people, I mean, and, and I mean, I have a buddy who PAs a lot around town and I mean, he's been on numerous shoots lately where he'll say, oh yeah, they got a DP from, oh, I was with an LA crew, you know, I was with a New York crew, like. And I, and is it all that union work? I don't know what it is. I have no, no, I mean, it's like commercials, you know, it's like, it's not, it's just little commercials here and there that I'm like, man, there's like really talented people in Charlotte that they could have gotten to do this. Like, it was saturated up there, but there was also so much work to go around. I mean. Yeah. I went to Philly a lot. I went to New York and shot stuff. Um, and people came down too, you know, but, uh, but here I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have the last six months, like Raycom caught me at a really good time because I was really slow last mm -hmm. summer, like super slow. I, I think you might be the first one that like is first in house that's been on the show. Mm -hmm. I've got other friends that are in house. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them will say like, oh, the in-house guys, they get overworked. Um, yes. Blah, blah. Okay, so you're, okay. I was actually trying to look for like a contrast, but so what could you say like, what could you say like have been like benefits that people aren't gonna realize? Or people don't even think about it because they're like, oh, I just wanna be an entrepreneur, but it's like, eh. Being able to say no and being able to walk away at the end of the day 
and it's not necessarily like you're worrying about it because when I get home, when I leave a shoot, no matter if I'm freelance or full time, I'm instantly like playing everything back in my head. Like, where did I go wrong? How could I have done this better? You know, it's like a postmortem, you know, of like what what happened. You know, like shoots go well a lot of times, but there's always things you can do better and improve upon. And so, but with freelance, I guess what I'm getting at is like you can leave it. At the end of the day, you can leave and you can wash your hands clean almost of it if it's not a client that, well, regardless, if it's a shoot, like, I mean, you just get to go home and like that shoot's done. You got to move on to the next one. With being in-house, it's not an advantage at all. Is it because you're going to be around for the post-production? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, in everything. It's just like you're there and you just don't get to leave like, in my head, I'm still thinking like, oh, I got to do my expense reports or I got to do this or like, you just don't get to leave and be like, all right, I get to go on to the next shoot. You know, like, it's weird because I feel like uh, freelancers say the same exact thing. That like, we were, as soon as we're done, we're just reliving everything. Yeah. And then, I mean, we do expense report. you know. Yeah. You, you used to do expense reports, I'm sure it just was a lot lighter with like the intensity of like having someone breathe over your shoulder, like the accountant department. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, but I do think there's a, there's a there's an advantage of these people are invested in me, hmm. like they want to see me grow. They like, you know, my producer who's been in this game for 25 years, or my you know my coordinating producer, my boss who's who's seen a lot and done a lot. Like he believes in me and he's invested in me and he wants to see me grow. Not only as a shooter, he already thinks I'm a good shooter, but as he wants to see me grow into a, a director of photography and he wants to see me grow into a storyteller and an editor you know he's like taking time out of his day to be like chris now like how this you know when you get into avid like and we use avid which is mm-hmm. like a whole nother language to me um even though it's still non-linear editing like i'm a like premiere guy you know like, yeah and it's different like it's just complete it's not completely different but it's different and uh so that's been a big learning curve but they are invested in me and so that's nice that's a good feeling but um no they have a 401k which you know that's good yeah um so that's that's a good benefit but yeah like but i mean i mean we like i could go get an ira right now i definitely should i have like so many people being like why haven't you done it yet i'm like give me a second um, because I'm trying to do a, run a business and do a lot of things and yeah. there's a lot of but, stuff but I mean, to do. Like, I could go get an IRA, but it's like having the ability of like a 401k at your place where it's like, that is a benefit. Yeah. You know, yeah. that is, so, yeah. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, do you miss freelance? 100%. But um, do you not miss the sales process and waiting for the phone to ring and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't miss that <laughs> at all because I'm not like, I'm not a salesman. Like, yeah. it feels up to me. Like, I don't. I don't really market myself um, at all. You know, my Instagram page where people market themselves like a lot is mm-hmm. not like it's just personal stuff. That's like a personal blog to me yeah. almost. Um, when I do add something, it's like maybe of my kids and just like my little Fuji. I have a Fuji. Nice. Uh, is it film? No, or it's XT3. It? It's sweet though. I oh love yeah, that I love those. I love that camera. Those are beautiful. It's like a little sleeper. But yeah. they're coming out with the X-T4 now, and I'm kind of bummed because it does have some cooler stuff, and I'm just like, man. So I've shot a lot of video on it, mostly just of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I haven't, I'm, I'm never have time to like put it in an editor. So I haven't even really looked, seen what F-Log can do. Mm-hmm. I just know the pictures and the color on those pictures. Well, I like the profiles they have on there. Are incredible, man. Yeah. I just like, I love the colors of it. Uh, so yeah, um, but I don't really like market yourself. Market myself. I know there's a ton of people that are just like that. Um, and I think that's partly just me. Partly like I, w- I was in, I was lucky and, and blessed in Baltimore that I already had a like a, I already had a crew. Like I was this guy's shooter. My best friend was his editor, and like me and the director would go shoot things, bring it back to my buddy who was a great editor, and like he would edit it. Mm-hmm. And so like. I never, I got calls, you know, I didn't, like, I was just, I didn't have to market myself. Yeah. And in Charlotte, I feel like if I go back into freelancing, I'm going to have to do that. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Like, at least a little bit. Like I, I, I think you're developed in the network. I mean. I haven't cut a reel. <laughs> I think I, you're pretty developed. You're fine. I got this. That was nice. Uh, I, I got a, I haven't cut a reel since 2018, though. Yeah. Um, and so I looked at that, and I've been seeing these great reels from people. Like, there's so much talent It doesn't talent take long to there. cut a reel. You know it. Um, I just cut two yesterday. They're trash. I cut them. <laughs> Let's see them. I want to see them. They're probably, they're probably not trash. Uh, well, they're, like, not from original footage. So, like, I'm editing, like, 50 megabyte footage mm-hmm. into, like, another 50 megabyte file, and it's, like, ugh. It's just, like, crunchy. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think maybe uh, an... Ad- I will say... It's it's making me grow as a ha- having a full time job is making me grow as a um, just an individual. Um, time management is something that I like struggle with, um, and that's something that my bosses have been working on. They're mm-hmm. like, look, they can see me like struggling with like managing my time and like because I have a lot more responsibilities than I've ever had. Yeah, you know, so it's like. You got to get better at time management. Yeah. So that's making me level up time management. Like I'm leveling up because I'm talking to ACC, like sports information directors, who like I mean, in this field, like in this arena of sports broadcasting and sports production, like you don't really get much bigger than the ACC if you're yeah. in college sports. Like so, I'm like on the phone with SIDs from like ACC schools, which you know that's helping my communication skills. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm leading some teams, which is which is helping me grow. So it's like an advantage of like it's making me grow as a person. And yeah. A, and a, and um, I don't really call myself a DP. I like I don't want to sound like a prude, but like again, like the thing Deacons is, like is you're a doing it. you're doing <laughs> it though. You know. Yeah. I remember, and maybe this will be like a big inter quote or whatever. You know, Matt Workman. Hmm? Um, Matt Workman, like was probably the most influential piece in my like exponential growth as a DP. Mm-hmm. And the reason I took on that terminology pretty early, i.e. early being like past four years, is he said when um, sh- being a DP supports your lifestyle, that's when you can use the name. So that's him, that, that's yeah. his quote. I was like, I was like, I am living on, by, on myself, yeah. you know, and I'm paying my bills yeah. just from this. And I'm like, Matt Workman said I can do it. So <laughs> he, he, he's good. Um, yeah, yeah, I, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, it's it's still like I know it's and it's, it's because weird. we see people that are like way beyond us, and it's kind of hard to share names. Yeah, but I mean, 
that that's time. Yeah, not right. terminology. Yeah, that's right. It's time, and it's just like when I'm comfortable going into any building, any setting, any like anywhere, and just being like, all right, I know exactly what I'm going to do here. Yeah. Then I might I might call myself that, but uh, you know, I got uh, the film set objects that I'll like do some lighting plots on. Um, but I've still been looking for a good like template to do just like a shot like treatment sheet or a treatment. Either I'm um, I'm actually going to be releasing one that you, I can give you. It's yeah. just a Google Doc template, and you just replace the words, and you just replace you right click replace images yeah. and format. Um, I'll yeah. be making like a little YouTube video. If somebody made a good point that like I used to not do music treat music video treatments mm. um, because I would be making treatments and then people wouldn't book. And it just got to the point now where it's like, once I get to a little bit into the negotiation, I send them a treatment because then it like, gets them a little more excited, gets me prepared a little earlier. You know, I think just seeing other people and, and knowing like how people have got their starts, like, right, it's music. Like if you want to go kind of like the commercial slash narrative film, like unless you just start shooting films. But I mean, I do, I think I, we, Maybe I'm not wrong in the fact that, yeah, a lot of like shooters, cinematographers, directors like start making music videos. Yeah. I mean, Spike Jones is a good example. Yeah. And so sure. to be able to like get money for it is really nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I have no interest in doing narrative, but yeah. like music videos is a format where you can experiment as much as possible. Like I can have like six lighting setups yeah. that are way out there. Yeah and everybody's like on board you try to do that with a corporate shoot and they're like go home yeah like we don't want this yeah we'd uh open a window <laughs> bounce something in the ceiling that's it yeah yeah that's uh it's cool man i just so i did a couple music videos where i was just like a op um i heard you did one recently with rivera yeah and kevin i brought on rivera because rivera is very talented oh yeah um and you know the director and i kind of worked through it you know he told me he sent me some like colors and he sent me the obviously the song and and kind of his inspiration or his ideas you know we worked through it together and uh we had worked on he shot like a narrative uh little indie film uh was nothing little about it it was like a 90 minute indie feature what was it um, it was called Fall Nights in China Grove. Anyway, uh, yeah, we shot that music video. I, I worked with a director from that on the music video, and uh, it was fun, man. It was like really kind of my first like go around at getting to like actually DP uh, a music video um, and not just operate and kind of like be there with the DP to help, you know? Like, yeah. Because um, in Baltimore. You know, like we had a DP and he he DP'd everything, and so I was there operating, gaffing, um, but I was never like necessarily like taking DP credit. I was never in those like initial discussions with like a mm -hmm. band. You know, like well, what do you want here? What kind of look? You know, what kind of what what all goes on there? But with this one, I was, and it was cool. We came up with a. <clears throat> I mean, when I first heard the song, I was like, this sounds like Nirvana and Weezer had a baby. Um, the frames did remind me of t uh, Teenage Spirit oh, a dude. little bit. I know. We got a little too Teenage Spirit. Oh, I liked it. Um, I was shocked y'all were able to get a full band in that like area. Oh, so, that, so that's our, that was our gear cage. Yeah, that's um, what I heard. That was our gear cage at Raycom. We cleaned it all out because it's usually there's like a 
there's a little psych wall back there that's on some like saw horses that we shoot like little macro stuff and like yeah. we, for our docks we always shoot pictures um we'll just like print out pictures and then like make build some kind of little set around it oh that's we, pretty cool we use the aries and we also had a source for which i'm shooting something saturday um and i'm trying was talking about source force the whole time i've never heard of them it's really powerful it's probably like a uh, i don't know like a 650 750 and it's just like hard okay. a hard beam of light and uh we have one of them I wish we had two of them because I would have used two of them, mm -hmm. but we didn't. And we, there was a z no budget music video. I mean, actually we had a budget, but I literally just like, they were like, well, we have this budget. What do you want for it? I'm like, well, we got to pay some talent. You know, we got to get some gear. Like the director was like, you how would- Kind of just fold it back in. Yeah, I was like, the director was like, how would you spend it? How would you spend this budget on this music video? And I was just like, and pay yourself. And I was like, um, I wouldn't, I was like, I'll just, whatever you want to pay me, just put it towards camera and, and that's fine. Um, so that's what we did. And we uh, ended up shooting it on a red, shot it on the Gemini, which was, we were gonna shoot it on the FS7. Some things happened, mine was out on a rental yeah. and like it didn't make it back in time. So we, <laughs> we had to shoot it on a red. <laughs> we had to shoot it on the Gemini and uh, it turned out really nice because we did some we did some low light stuff and we were in low light. Um, well, we weren't in low light. In it was the cage. just m moody. Yeah, that kind of dark. <clears throat> I guess through from doing that music video, mm -hmm. and we can wrap whenever. Like, um, I don't know what time it is. I know my phone. I think it's like two going. twenty. Oh, it's two twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get the fuck out of here. Was it so ACC season one's an ACC network? I didn't do too much of that, um, but season two, You're I've, part of it. I've been mostly. Uh, I mean, I've produced two of the episodes and shot on uh, all the other ones. Well, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, man, it's been a blast. Uh, enjoyed it.